0: Welcome to Hot Weekly. I'm Jonathan. I'm Crystal. And this is Haunt Weekly, a weekly podcast for the haunted attraction and haunted entertainment industry. Whether you're an actor, owner, or just plain aficionado, we aim to be a podcast for you. And we return once again this week for one of the less pleasant topics. Well, in- the topic mm-hmm. itself
1: isn't unpleasant, but the reason we're talking about it is. Well,
0: and the reason you often do it is unpleasant. Yeah. It's in- often an unpleasant topic. We'll right. say that. How's that? Yes, we're talking about haunt tear-down. Yeah. Tearing down a haunt. Why are we discussing this in summer, you might have When most people are building haunts, not tearing them down? Seems more like a November topic. Well, because we're going to provide tips for when you're building your haunt to ensure that the takedown goes more smoothly. right? So, it kind of needs to be both a summer and a November topic in a weird way. Right. But we're doing it now for reasons we'll get into in just a few minutes. But in the meantime, definitely stay on touch with us. I think we're going to be posting some photographs from our recent um, adventures, if you will. Um, We'll be doing that on our social media pages, Haunt Weekly on Twitter, Haunt Weekly on Facebook. Um, We are at HauntWeekly.com. You can also find us at tinyurl.com slash hauntweekly. That is our YouTube channel. The entire back catalog of episodes is there for easy listening in the YouTube player. should be super, super simple to go through all 135 episodes. We'll see you next week if you decide to give it an attempt.
1: (laughs) So now we have to use our melodic voices to continue the easing listening for your pleasure.
0: Yeah, and we did that for an hour. I'm pretty sure the whole audience is asleep.
1: Yes, it was your word choice, not mine.
0: <laughs> well, they'll be asleep more quickly, I should say. <laughs> yes, yes, you this should. This way we can usually get them hyped through the conference reminders. Right. Speaking of which, you are the oddball. It is an odd episode. There All you right. go. You begin.
1: July 14th and 15th This is the Southeast Halloween Enthusiast Convention in Ocala, Florida at the 2300 Southwest 17th Road. Featuring a ghost walk tour and a costume ball. Sehec.com for
0: more. That's S E H E C. Alright, also later this month, July 27th through the 29th in Nashville, Tennessee. It's the Room Escape Conference and Tour at the Music City Center. Touring up to eight different escape games. Two tours of four. So basically you're going to be on the A track or the B track or the 8th track or the... No, wait, just this A and B. It's just <laughs> yeah. A and B. And you each does four separate games. Right. Some of those games include Extreme Escape Games, Live Minds, Adventure Escape, Escape Point, and Lock Murphy's More details at roomescapeshow.com. Would we go on the same track or the separate tracks? Crystal, what do you think we would do if we went? Uh, We'd probably split up. I think we'd split up. Okay, there you go. That's
1: what we usually do at conferences, is we split up and cover more ground.
0: There you go. For those who are curious, that's what we would do.
1: No. All right, July 28th through the 29th, it's Midsummer Scream! at Long Beach, California, in the Long Beach Convention Center, predictably enough. Features dozens of on-site haunted attractions and experiences, the largest hall of shadows in their history, as well as a Screaming Room film festival. MidsummerScream.org for more info. All right.
0: The day after Midsummer Scream, this is the wink-wink, nudge-nudge, elbow-in-the-rib moment here. Right. Also in Long Beach, California, on July 30th, at the Queen Mary Hotel, it's the Seasonal Attraction Leadership Symposium 2018 by the Haunted Attraction Networks, a.k.a. Gantamedia, with six keynotes and following discussions. Learn all the details at hauntedattractionnetwork.com.
1: All right. And then, August 5th through the 6th, at Scare LA. In Los Angeles, California, at the Los Angeles Convention Center, West Hall is featuring scary wood, 60,000 square foot of mini haunts. What is
0: with all the awesome mini haunt things in California? I know. We gotta move. Pack pack it up. We're moving. Yeah. Gotta go. (laughs) Can't Um, hang out here any longer. It also features
1: Float, an IT-themed cinematic VR experience, a film festival,
0: and a costume ball. ScareLA.com for more. All right, after that, August 6th to the 19th in Mesquite, Texas, which is just outside of Dallas, at the Mesquite Convention Center, it's Halloween and Haunt Fest. Features a Haunter's Mixer, a zombie paintball hunt, a costume ball, and a movie night. They're also doing a tour of the Monster's Mansion sometime shortly before. Additional details are still TBA, Halloweenandhaunt.com. For more, we went to that last year, had a great time. Yes. Sadly, we'll not be going this year. Right. But definitely recommend that conference to anyone who is looking for a. You know, a really good haunted attraction conference in the region. That's just laid back and fun. Yeah, it's just laid back <gasps> right. good time to discuss.
1: August eighteenth, it's Haunters Barbecue. It's a little little bit different for us. It's in Jackson, New Jersey, hosted by a Jersey Devil Haunted Experience. Tickets are just fifteen dollars in advance. You can find out more about the barbecue and what they'll be serving at JerseyDevilHalloween.com.
0: dot com. I wonder if they'll serve barbecue. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. You know, if you don't name all the dishes, like, zombie theme, I'm immediately disappointed you guys. Yeah, jerky, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. All right. After that, August 24th through the 26th in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's Mask Fest at the JW Marriott in Indianapolis, featuring mask makers and makeup artists of all types, including a visit by Tom Savini, maskfest.com for more details. And that brings us to the end of our conference reminders. A lot of great stuff going on this summer. Yes. Yeah, a lot of great mini haunts things in like California. And I'm still mad every time we do these conference reminders right now. Yeah, maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year will work out better for us. Mm-hmm. But anyways, this has been a, kind of a sad week for us. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Right. It's been a, a rough, depressing week. We don't want to go into too many details. We're right. We're not gonna say who and give the yeah. story and everything. But suffice to say, a haunted attraction in our area has been forced. Oh, we traveled to. No, we traveled to. Mm -hmm. um, Has been forced to close business abruptly. Yeah. It's no fault of their own.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Long story short, they had a lease with their landlord that enabled the landlord to kick them out at any time for any reason. Or uh, no reason. Or no reason. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. the landlord exercised that clause. For no discernible reason, we can figure out. Yeah. I still
1: want to get my hands on that contract. It it
0: seems legally dubious. There's a lot that feels weird here, but long story short, we're helping um, some friends of ours do a teardown of their haunt and get all the stuff out of it. They've had a very, very short period of time to do it. Right. About 10 days, all things considered. And, you know, it's just, it's been... It's been an interesting experience. We planned on spending this week working in our haunt. Right. Doing some of the initial stuff. Now that we had our actors area squared away, which turned out to be a lot of work.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Um, now we got that squared away and ready to rock. We got a Friday the 13th movie night we're doing with some of our actors and friends. Yep. That's going to be fun. Um, but now that we got that squared away, we're turning our attention inside the haunt itself. We got a new air conditioning unit installed, um, preparing to oh. start actual work. But this week ended up being helping them. No, um, do tear down on their haunt, and yeah, this got us thinking about haunted attraction takedown because this is not something that gets a lot of discussion,
1: right, and it's something that we've had experience with um and that we learned over the years how to prepare for it a little bit better,
0: yeah, because the way we kind of do it here is we do a full tear down of our haunt every two to three years, yeah, it depends upon how well the layout's working, mm-hmm. If the layout's working really well, we'll keep it three, sometimes even four years. If a layout's got a lot of problems, it might not make it two. Right. But average is two to three.
1: Yeah, it's like, okay, this is a real problem. We can't fix it. We need to redo this entire like section. That, like that
0: layout we did with a really crappy, long-ass straight hallway Yeah, in the that very was, beginning. Oh, that was our second year. <laughs> that was so stupid. It looked pretty. Oh, it looked amazing! It was one of the best set designs I think we've done. That hallway was amazingly decorated, but Jesus Christ, that created some flow issues. Yeah. Oh, and I wanted to tear it down between nights. It was yeah. so bad. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, we kind of wanted to have a frank discussion about how to make this process more efficient, how to do it. And basically how to both protect yourself, your stuff, and to make this as quickly and as little work on you as possible. Because like I said, there's not much information on it. There's a million guides on how to build every kind of prop, how to distress every wall. Right. How to paint this and that, how to build pneumatics, how to do electronics, how to work with wiper motors. Right. But nobody talks much about what to do when you have to take it down. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always found that pretty interesting. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we do it every two to three years. In the first few years, we did this. Yeah. We really struggled with it. Even in our small haunt, it was a major ordeal. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yes. At least once every teardown season, it's, really? We put the screw in from that side? (laughs) What (laughs)
0: the bloody hell are we thinking? I know. And sometimes the answer is, we weren't. No. And that's just it. We weren't. So... We're going to teach you how to think, <laughs> because basically this is the classic learn from our mistakes episode. Yeah. Not calling ourselves experts. We're experts in making mistakes in this area. Yeah. All these screw-ups we're going to mention, we've done almost without fail. <laughs> yes. How's that? Exactly. So I'm very sure most of you are probably much smarter than us, but maybe you can learn from our mistakes. Yeah. Some A little nugget of wisdom hanging out in there. So, on that note, I think the only appropriate place you can start, though, is safety. Yes. Because we we taught I me mean, like, the second episode of this podcast was the first real episode. The second episode right. was about safety. We're a safety-first organization in every way. Yep. So, even though it kind of screws up the chronology of the podcast a little bit, yeah, we want to put safety first. Yeah. Literally. Here's the thing. We were actually talking about it this past week as we were doing the work. Mm-hmm. And we came to a realization... <laughs> No. Then nearly every one of our injuries in a haunt and every one of our near misses
1: mm-hmm. were
0: during demolition, yeah, not building. yeah, And that really kind of blew my mind to think about that. Mm-hmm. But then we started thinking about it and watching what we were doing and watching the activities in this haunt and realized, yeah, taking stuff down is way more dangerous than putting it up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it plain and simple is. Mm-hmm. Um, takedown, for starters, is faster paced. Yes. You probably take weeks or months or maybe even years. I just sound like the Friends theme song for some
1: reason.
0: <laughs> uh, to put up on, but it oftentimes has to come down in a matter of days or weeks. Right. You don't have nearly as much time to take it down. Um, so, yeah, you've got to... It's going to move at a much faster pace. Second stuff is going down, not up. Yeah. Yeah, sure. We've all had that moment where we're trying to put up a panel or something, mm-hmm. and you get it in position, and you think you're holding it, or you think it's sturdy, and then, and bam, and, like, lands on you. No. And that scares the crap out of everyone, and, oh, my God, everyone, okay, blah, blah, blah. We've all had that moment. I don't know if we all have, but, okay. Well. Continue. We've, <laughs> but we've all had moments like that, where stuff yeah. that was, we were putting up comes down on us. Yeah. Here, everything is coming down deliberately.
1: Yeah. Where
0: those Every panel is going over at one point or another. Yeah. Every... Every support piece, everything hanging in the ceiling is coming down.
1: Yeah, exactly. That stuff that you stored up there and you forgot about.
0: Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah, don't put, pro tip, don't put buckets on top of your hot ceiling. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> That's a bad idea. Also, when you're doing the demolition, a lot of the wiring is often plugged in
1: mm-hmm. and hot.
0: Yeah. Where you're oftentimes just running the wiring when you're setting it up and not actually having it plugged in till the very end. Right. So you might have it plugged in at least when you start. Yeah. Um, and there's also just the issue of debris.
1: Yeah.
0: Being everywhere. And like I said, the schedule is usually so much tighter. We talked to um, those, pe- those people, I can't remember what the name of the haunt now, I, I should have remembered this, who tore their haunt down in two days.
1: Oh, right. We had them on the show. Yeah, we had them on the show. Crap.
0: <laughs> all right. They were wonderful people, and they had a great haunt, and we just totally blanked on it. I'm totally yeah. spacing out today, because it's been a long, tiring week, and we'll get into one of the reasons why it was so tiring. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's all usually done on such a tight schedule that it's easy to start making stupid mistakes that you don't make when you're doing the more, you know, focused work of putting up your haunt. Yeah. It's just easier to get spaced out and lost into the rush of what you're trying to do. Right. Don't do that. Yeah. And I'll give you an example of that happening, because it happened to me mm-hmm. um, while we were doing this work. And I'll tell you the story about how I nearly died this weekend. <laughs> yeah. And maybe once again, learn from my mistakes. Um, we were tearing down a room in the haunt. Yeah. And... Previously, the owner of the haunt had gone through and removed support pieces and this was not the way to do it. We'll get into that in a minute. And taken down a room but left the panels still mostly connected.
1: Yeah, well this is an extremely fast teardown. Yeah, too. this is
0: this is This a is not a rush. normal. No. Yeah. No, that's fair. But anyway, so the panels were laying at weird angles and one of those panels was connected via roof support to a panel that I needed to get to. Yeah. Or actually, it was connected to another panel that was connected to a panel I needed to get to. It was a weird process where I had to remove this support to get all the way around to the panel I was actually wanting to remove next. Right. I had about two things in my way um, Mm -hmm. to get there. So, anyways, I climbed the ladder to go up and remove the support. And the wall wall is leaning. I do notice that, but it didn't seem like it was leaning that bad. Right. Um, I go. This wall does not have a centerpiece, and we're going to get into that in a minute. Um, and I go, I take the two screws out of the um, the um top support. First one comes out easy peasy. Second one's a bit of a struggle, but we've been fighting bad screws the whole day. So I'm not, nothing right. unusual here. But the minute it comes out, the frame was under spring tension. And I did not realize that. Right. And it snapped back on me really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I was standing at the top rung of a four foot ladder it picked me up. Yeah. Probably another foot and then threw me horizontally about five feet. Yeah. And then the bad part was I landed on top of debris, including two screws sticking straight up. Yeah. Now, fortunately, apparently I am made of vibranium. <laughs> I bent the screws. And they yeah. did not puncture me in any appreciable way. Right. I, all I got out of it was a bruised butt and a skinned elbow and one hell of a story. Yeah. <laughs> But it was really interesting the way your brain works in that scenario. Yeah. It's, oh, this is coming back. Oh, geez, I'm flying. I should do the thing where you tuck and like make sure you're holding the wrestling bump, basically. Yeah. Where you tuck your chin in and raise your legs up so your back takes, so your full body takes the impact. Oh, jeez, I landed. Oh, there are screws behind me. Then it's like my brain's piecing together all the information <laughs> about what had just happened. Yeah. Assembling the items. and Then it starts to freak out a little bit after yeah. that. And then, of course, I, I also wish, because you and I have been working in the same area. Yeah. And we've been assembling, uh, disassembling another wall... Sort of nearby that room that was collapsed in. Right. And we had taken everything off and just properly set it in a pile. Right. And we knew because we did it until we do the demolition and tear down, yeah. there were no screws in it. Right. Those boards were safe. And I'm looking at it and there's this pile of debris that we had two feet besides me. Like, I could have landed on Bat. Yeah. And yeah, I probably would have broken some fencing or some of those um, pine fence planks or whatever. Right. But yeah, property damage would have increased, but damage to me would have been decreased significantly. Yeah. But regardless, I am okay. I don't fully understand how. No. And no one, both and two people saw it.
1: Yeah, I I can vouch. I, I saw the flight. It was not pretty.
0: It was, it was. It was. The other person said I looked elegant when I landed. I have to yeah. beg to differ on that.
1: Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I saw you going through the air and then disappear behind, like, a filing cabinet or something. Yeah, there was a, like, a refrigerator.
0: I think it was, like, a That you a missed stove. by inches, yeah. too. I don't know. You just... Yeah, if it, I had anyway. landed one foot to my right, it would have been significantly worse. Yeah. If I had landed one foot to my left, it would have been significantly better. Yeah. I found, like, the, 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 the porridge is just rounds. right there. some this, The Goldilocks situation. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really wish I'd gone to the left, but I yeah. didn't. No. So, anyways, long in the story short, but I I didn't go to the right, so I should be grateful for that, too, I guess. (laughs) But anyways, yeah. So, that's the type of mistake that happens, and that's just it, is I was up there, I was in a rush to get this board out, I was not thinking about the possibility it had spring tension on it. Right. Did not realize it was, even when I was holding it and handling it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a stupid mistake, and a lot of the stupid mistake came from, you know, and it goes back. The way the room was originally collapsed, that's not how it should have been done. Right. I didn't think that was a good idea either in that time. Not my haunt, though. I. Yeah. I'm not the safety supervisor, yeah. but I also should have been more careful with the board. It takes a lot of people to tango for something like this. Right. So, long story short, it was a mistake on my part. So, yeah, basically, when doing any kind of teardown work, always, 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 please redouble your safety efforts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Please. Um, wear your protective gear, eyes, head, ears, respiratory, etc. depending upon what type of work you're doing. Yeah. Um, turn off the power before touching anything electro- electrical at all. Right. Uh, don't get careless about the placement of debris and screws. This was another issue that we've had in the past and I've seen it other haunt demolitions where it's people just let things fall where they may. Yeah. And sometimes there's two screws sticking up and they go into a dude's back that falls off a ladder, (laughs) you know, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's something that you have to, you basically have to have training for the demolition crew.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's very easy to in the rush of things to think more about needing to get to the next thing you need next screw you need to remove next wall you need to take down and not set the sharp objects you know in a good place
1: yeah like we we had learned this before so we tried to make sure that everything that we said if we couldn't get a screw out And we didn't have um, a saw to cut it off. All we had were drills. Um, Then we would place them face down into a safe spot. (laughs) i would better
0: break the screw off using a hammer or something. Right. We did that a few times, too. But, yeah. Yeah. Try to get the screw in a safe place at the very least. Mm -hmm. But, ideally, try to break it off. Yeah. And not have the sharp bits. So, yeah. It's so easy. And one thing that I did is I would take screws out and pocket them. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, every so often, go and empty my pocket. And I actually have a photograph of all the screws I took out. And what was really just a few hours of work. Right. I mean, realistically, that photo was taken pretty early on. So, it wasn't that many screws.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, but it, was, it was a lot of screws, but probably compared to how many I actually took out, not very many. Yeah. And that was just one person during a few hours to show you the frenetic pace this has. Yeah. Um, the next tip is to... Be sure you have enough people for the job. Right. This is super important. If you don't have enough people, then the people you do have are going to take risks. They are going to have to be reckless. They are going to feel the need to do things they shouldn't be doing
1: rush in order and, to get
0: done and to rush it.
1: And to split up and not work in teams. Yeah.
0: And to go off and do their own thing. Exactly. Um, But you don't want too many people there either. Right. And that's something I think is very, very important. Is because if you have people who, though they desperately want to help, and maybe they're very good at helping, Mm -hmm. just don't have anything to do. Yeah. Because of the nature of the project, don't have them there. Yeah. They're an extra body that can get hurt, Mm -hmm. and they're not helping. It's all risk, no reward for them. Right. Treat this environment as a potentially dangerous one and don't have people there that don't need to be and the people that are there make sure that they are adequately protected and taking the precautions they need to please also take and enforce breaks this is i think a big one that we all for we all forget this when building haunts so Mm -hmm. of course want to forget it on tear side. yeah we just get focused on the work and just forget yeah breaks every one to two hours i know that sounds super frequent but believe me, you're hot. You're dehydrated, and the further you go, especially, I know I get manic. Yeah. When I do haunt work, whether yeah. it's tear down or or put up, whatever it is, it's I get manic. Yeah. And so it's like I'm working, working. I want, work, I want to work. I want to work. I want to work. I want to work. Work. And I'll do that. And if I let it go, I can do it for three or four hours or five hours of just manic work. But by the end of it, everything I'm doing is sloppy. no. Yeah,
1: and. and- we- We've unsafe often, and yeah. Yeah, we've we've often had to come back the next day because I I know that it's like three or four o'clock in the morning and some days when this was a few years ago when we were doing builds and we were both still working full time. Um which we are now too, but, well, no, no, but I'm not working different. out the house. <laughs> yeah. But, it but it's different, but, um, yeah, we go, okay, let's just get the rest of this paint on there. We'll see how it looks in the morning mm-hmm. and then have to redo the
0: whole time. Yeah, So, yeah. I you mean, know, things like that. And the difference here is not only might you damage yourselves, you might damage the the, the property you're trying to tear down. Right. You might once again do damage.
1: Yeah. Because you want to recycle everything that you can. And yeah, if you don't, if don't do it carefully, you're not going to be able to reuse it. Right.
0: Be sure to drink plenty of water as you do it. Yeah. And basically just keep in mind that the pace is going to be insane yeah. and unsustainable. Right. Because I know for me, when we're doing hot work, the pace is much more methodical. Right. It's very intense work. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's often very manic work, mm-hmm. but it's very methodical. We're putting up a wall. We're leveling it. We're angling it. We're positioning things. We're, You know, everything right. is very methodical. We're It's Okay, take the throws out and shove it over. Type yeah. Thing. It's how it feels. Yeah. And it may not actually be that way, but it's how it feels. It feels like the work putting up a haunt is much more paced.
1: Right. Also, I would say, and this it's going to seem obvious, but whenever you're taking something down, make sure, you know, that what <laughs> That there's nobody else at the other end of it. Obviously. Yeah. Like long boards. Because yeah. I, I remember getting a call at work that you had been conked on the head by a board when you and I think my dad were doing demo one year. No. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's probably the most single most important thing is communication. Exactly. Communication is everything with those around you. Um, do not worry about looking foolish, but about concerning yourself with other people's safety. Yeah. No. If you say okay this wall's coming down, you no, know, watch out, mm-hmm. and there's no one there and someone laughs at you for doing it, they're an asshole. Yeah. It's that simple. It's not you. It's them. Yeah, they're the asshole, right? Because you are doing the thing. I mean, it's just like you know when you when you explode a bomb at a test range. Yeah. They have the sirens that go up and make sure someone no one's there and yeah all that and they know no one's there.
1: Yeah, and apparently on golf courses they yell four whenever they hit the balls.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: haven't been on one, but I've seen it. Um, it's in movies. It must be a thing. Exactly.
0: Oh man. So, anyways,
1: and also be sure that in that communication, you are also listening for those call outs and understanding what they mean.
0: Absolutely. Well, on that note, some things to do right now that you're doing your haunt build that can help you with the teardown. Yes. Now, first and foremost, be thinking about your teardown as you build. Yes. Now, this can be difficult if you're building a permanent or semi-permanent attraction. Right. You might not be thinking, well, I'm going to have to take this down someday. No. You're thinking this is your forever home. Mm Mm-hmm. But everything that goes up has to come down. Even if you just want to tear down the room to put something new in, Mm -hmm. what you put up is going to have to come down someday. Right. Just presume it. Yeah. Um. So, don't intentionally create problems for quote-unquote future you. Yeah. This is the thing I am personally most guilty of. <laughs> uh, during haunt work, many, many, many times, like in you know, 2014 or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll put something in, it doesn't go in right, or I have to jam it in in a certain way that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, well, this looks like a problem for 2015, Jonathan. Yeah. And then 2015, Jonathan gets really pissed at 2014, Jonathan, about this. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. That's, that's rule one is to always be thinking about the teardown and always be thinking about how you can make it as easy on yourself as possible. hmm Um, you're going to have enough problems without making new ones for yourself. Trust me. Yeah. So, with that in mind, start developing a plan for teardown before you put anything up. Yeah. Um, and what this means in large part is taking good notes on what you did. Right. During put-up. Um... We have a small enough haunt that the notes aren't as important as with other people, because I can go in there, I can tell you where every concrete screw is, Mm -hmm. where every light is plugged in at, and how every cord is run. Mm -hmm. We have enough where we can keep track of that mentally, even after six months or whatever.
1: Yeah, and we're usually the ones doing the work, or at least involved in it, to be able to point it out to somebody else.
0: But if I had a much larger haunt, you'd better believe I'd be taking very detailed notes of everything that was important. For example, where the anchors are. Right. If you use concrete screws, where those are where you anchor into the walls, etc. Those are very important. Where the electronics are run, uh, security, equipment, pneumatics, where all that is and how you run those cords. And basically what walls support what walls, sort of the order of operations in a particular area.
1: Right, because that'll come in handy for when you're planning your takedown, which walls do you remove first? Yes.
0: Or if you're taking down just a section, which walls you have to support when you remove that section. And so this way you're not just simply going to knock down one wall and then all of a sudden have a whole bunch of other stuff you didn't intend come down with it. Right. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, though, about this plan... The things you put up first Mm -hmm. go down last, usually. Right. And that's for the obvious reason of the first wall you put up will support the second wall and the third wall and so forth, Mm -hmm. and it goes on. Right. So the things you put up first usually come down last because you want to work in the reverse order of that. Not a universal rule, obviously. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of reasons to break it, but I found that one to work pretty well for us. Right. And so what that means is... You typically, when building a haunt, want to start as the far side of your loading dock or wherever you are, or wherever you're going to be taking and moving those pallets to, mm-hmm. or, the, or the moving the panels to, rather.
1: Right. And one of the other things to consider when building is for each wall to have its own support system. Yes. Um, because I know we move ours around enough, and not all of them at once, that some walls need to be able to stand by themselves. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry which wall you're taking out um, as much because it's not going to make all of the others fall. Yeah. But if you aren't able to do that, then definitely keep that in mind.
0: Now, we have obviously discussed the washer trick 100,000 times. Yes. But it bears repeating for anyone that might be new to the podcast. No screw you plan to take out goes in without a washer. It's that simple. It's really that simple. This prevents you from a countersinking them, which is a huge issue when you go to remove them sometimes. No kidding. It also prevents the screws from getting nearly as stripped or damaged. And I mean, look, tell it to you like this: before we started doing that, mm-hmm. we usually use three screws in a panel. Yeah. This to, uh, to fix it to the panel beside it. Right. Um, before washer. Bw, B- 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 bw. Yeah. Uh, um, one out of every three screws, meaning one screw in on every panel, pretty much, mm-hmm. would give us some kind of trouble coming out. Yeah. And uh, many of them would have to be cut or otherwise broken off.
1: Right. Not to mention that they're really hard to find. If it looks like there's a hole there. But you can't see any metal, so you don't know if there's a screw
0: or not. And especially when you paint it over it and you got no one gets perfect two by four, so you got knots and gnarly bits in your two by four that might look like screw holes and things like that. Yeah. Treasure hunting ain't fun. It's not. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Treasure hunting sucks.
1: Yeah, and real quick on the paint issue, remember that if you think you've gotten all the screws, sometimes lots of coats of paint will keep the walls stuck together. Yes.
0: And apparently, as I learned this past week, you could apparently jam things in between the walls. Yeah. I had never seen that construction technique ever in my life. No. And that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the deal Crystal actually found this link. It's the fastenersuperstore.com. Yeah. They will actually sell you washers by the 5000 Yes. And for not a lot of money either. It's right. a very, very good deal. It's weird. You go to like Home Depot or something. Mm-hmm. And even though they serve contractors, yeah. like the biggest container of washers you can buy is like a hundred.
1: Yep. hundred pieces. That's it. And that's
0: like, that 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 lasts a day for even us. Yeah, I
1: yeah. know. It's <laughs> like, okay, so how many do they have? Okay, so now we have 500 because they have five boxes
0: available. And so I, I guess this is not a common size washer yeah. used by construction crews is the best I can figure out. But there's no washers in bulk there.
1: Yeah. You would think that there'd that's be true. some...
0: <laughs> I, I
1: don't know. I don't know either. But anyway. <coughs> go online. Go, yes. <laughs> Buy the damn things online.
0: Yes. That is the moral of the story. Don't yeah. go to Home Depot. Don't go to Lowe's. Go, to, go, to, go online. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Buy washers. Buy, lots of them. Uh, yes. Buy, Just go, search for bulk washers. Yeah. Find the washer size you need for your particular screws. It's going to be different for, depending on your screw. But yeah, find the washer you need and then go online and buy them. Just trust me, you'll no. thank me later. Even with shipping, you come out way ahead.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Um, also, create panels that are easy to move. Yeah. Make sure they have cross pieces, people. Mm-hmm. This is surprisingly important because the panel that sprang back on me yeah. could not have done that if it had a centerpiece. Yeah. That's one of the... It was basically just a giant eight-foot by four-foot box. It's one of the ways it was able to get all that tension. But more to the point, it makes them easy to carry. You have something to hold on to, something to grip on. It's super important. Not only that, it really improves the structural integrity of it. So, yeah, make sure they have cross pieces. And do consider using thinner material if it's not an impact or a structural wall. We don't have very many walls that qualify for that. Right. But other haunts do. And if you do, consider using smaller studs. Right. You can even use in some cases two by twos. Yeah. And Luan instead of plywood, which is significantly lighter, it's about the same thickness. problem is Luan uh rots yeah. very quickly. It's a tropical hardwood, so it will rot. But um it is stupid light. Yeah. And um if you you know, if you have a climate controlled environment and you're gonna paint them and coat them and do all that stuff to them, it probably is okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And also it's cheaper than plywood too. Yeah, but I'm still sticking with plywood for our purposes. Yeah, I don't. I don't see us changing that. No, but yeah. The the, the the but basically these steps make it possible for one person to easily move a panel. Right. Um, we always have two people, so I'm not super worried about one person lugging it around. Right. But if it did become necessary, it'd be nice to know. Okay, affix everything in a consistent way. Mm-hmm. This is a big one, guys. No. And this was something I learned this past week. Because you and I tend to be very consistent in how we do it. Well, we've learned over the years. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> but if you've got a bunch of people working on your construction at the same time, they're all going to have different styles and ways they want to do it. Mm-hmm. Get everyone on the same page. Yeah. It makes life so much easier because it, you'll have some panels that will have three screws, some that'll have two, some that'll have four, some that'll have five. Some that'll be nothing but a side of screws going all the way down. Yeah. You know, basically make sure everyone knows the number of screws to use to affix panels to one another. Yep. And the roughly where to place them. Yeah. just and Usually one goes like, for us, usually one goes like a foot below the top, a foot up from the bottom, and somewhere near the center. Yep. That's roughly it for us. Uh, keep your screw type consistent, for the love of God. Yeah. We have pretty much failed this one. <laughs> we made the transition to Torx, but we have did not successfully get rid of all of our Phillips head. Yeah. Uh, so that is one of our frustrations right now during any kind of demolition and rearranging.
1: Yeah, because we, we just made that change a couple of years ago, so we're still finding all of the Phillips heads to replace them.
0: Yeah, and then, and I'm, for the record, I do strongly prefer torque screws.
1: Yeah. Um, I also would say make sure that you get the right size screw. Because if it sticks out an inch and a half past your board, oh, there's no reason for that to be
0: there. No. Hey, you're creating safety hazards. Be you're wasting money.
1: Yeah. Even if it's just in your actor run, yeah. you don't want it there.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, the actors get cut too. Terms, actors bleed too. They do. Strange coincidence. They it's might not be not just people. customers that bleed. <laughs> oh, God. And But yeah, what this basically means is when you do your work, make sure everyone who's working on it is on the same page. Right. Make sure they're putting everything together consistently. And when you're looking at the other type of work that you're putting in there, if you're doing any plastering work or anything like that, the same thing applies. No. Get everyone on the same page, get it done the same way, and make sure everyone knows how this is going to come off of the walls when or the ceiling or whatever when you're done.
1: Right. And one of the things to think about is like when you're putting your support pieces between walls Mm -hmm. on your roof structure, if you have a roof structure. Yeah. um, I'm sure you have support pieces though. We have
0: at least support pieces.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you put the screws in from underneath the bottom wood going up into it? Or do you do it the other way, top down?
0: Yeah. We prefer top down personally.
1: Well, it depends. Yeah. It depends on the area. Because underneath the garage door, I prefer bottom up because I can get to it with the garage door open and then I'm not enclosed in the hot garage, which will hopefully be helped by the like that's, that's one thing but, we're working on. Yeah. But
0: but, but. but generally, we do top down.
1: But generally, it's easier to do top down yeah. and it just depends on your well, space. But once
0: again, the number of screws, where they go, yeah. how you do it, it's all got to be consistent.
1: Yeah, but it, it, it definitely depends on your space and what's right for you, but it is good to think about even that kind of
0: thing. and The thing about it is this. after I, If I come into your haunt to help you do demo or do tear mm-hmm. teardown, after I pull down the first two or three panels I'm working on, mm-hmm. I should know how to remove every panel in your haunt. Yeah. I should understand your style, the way you do it, what I'm looking for. I should be able to go through everything in that haunt yeah. one wall at a time and get it all down.
1: Yes. So I, this means that you also need to talk all of this over with your construction yes. crew. Everything. Anybody who puts a screw in needs to know how things are done.
0: Yeah. And on that note, don't let people who uh, don't know how to use drills use drills. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible, but, you know. Apparently it is. Apparently it is. <clears throat> all right. So this brings us to the actual teardown part. we got about uh, 11 minutes here before... <laughs> Yeah, I know. The last 11 minutes actually on teardown. Exactly. But hey, we said we wanted to focus on tips that uh, while you were building. Yeah. Yeah, we right. did. Go team. Congrats. Um, anyways, things to do during teardown. Basically, um, when you start the teardown, think about where stuff has to end up. Right. Now, in your building itself, that usually means the loading dock or the door. Right. In fact, ideally, it's, it's definitely going to mean at least a door. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
1: I don't think anybody's putting anything through windows in, in concrete cells <laughs> or something. There's
0: old Charlie Chaplin movie, just throw it out the window yeah. <laughs> go to the street. No, but yeah, it's going to mean a door, basically, yeah. is what it's going to mean. So, you want, typically, what you want to do is start work in that area. Mm-hmm. So, that way, you're making the space to store the stuff that you're tearing down elsewhere and haven't had time to move out yet. Right. You're creating your storage zone as you take down. Um, But as you do it, be sure to keep the path clear. Yeah. This goes back to the debris issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't leave debris strewn everywhere. It is, A, dangerous, but also it can greatly impede the ability to get things from A to B. Right. If you are storing panels on the wall next to the loading dock, for example, of a building, Mm -hmm. that's great. But what if suddenly you can't get your hand truck or whatever you're using to move them? Over there, because there's a whole crap ton of random stuff in the way. Yeah. That greatly impedes your effort to move this stuff around. Focus on keeping the path clear. There should definitely be places there is nothing. No drop zones at all. Yeah. Safe walking paths, wide enough to get things through. Um, The general order of operations when we're tearing down a specific room. Is one, remove all electrical pneumatic security, hoses, lines, cameras, etc. Mm-hmm. Take those down first. Second, remove all props and all items that are mounted to the walls and or ceilings. mm mm-hmm. Because um, you don't want to make the mistake we saw a couple of times mm-hmm. of leaving something and have done a couple of times in our haunt of having something affixed to a wall, taking down the panel, and then being surprised. Yeah. That a proper, even if it, like, a, in our case it was a candelabra one, so we'd forgotten it was screwed to the other side of it. Right. Um, you know, gets wrecked, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Things happen, but try to remove all the things mounted to the walls on both sides of those walls, obviously. Mm-hmm. Always be thinking, if you yeah. use your wall, both sides of your walls, think about both sides of the walls.
1: Yeah, and I think it would probably be good just to get um, all of your small stuff and put it over in your storage area first and then do another walkthrough and make sure, you know, yeah. all the props, all the lights, all the electrical cords, everything has been taken down and yeah. put over and that's,
0: neatly away. Yeah. And if you're doing a full teardown, that's a great idea. It's just to go through and scoop up everything you can quickly, yeah. every decoration, every prop scoop it up, take it to your storage, or at least take it to where it's going to be inside the building where it's safe. Right.
1: Yeah, we like to use the big plastic buckets to organize all of the different things into before we put it out in the shed.
0: Yeah, because those are really great because you can write on them with Sharpie markers, and even if they're not clear, you can trivially see what's in them. Yeah. It's very, very helpful. Um, But yeah, once you've gotten all the stuff out of it, remove the walls, and then remove any freestanding props. And the reason... For that is if you have large props like tables or, um, you know, gurneys or things like that or cabinets. Those things are much, much easier to move once you have the walls out of the way.
1: Well, and it depends on how big the freestanding props are and if they're going to be in the way of the walls. Yeah. Because if you you have enough room to get it out before you start removing walls, then get it out before you start removing walls.
0: To easily do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Long and short of it is this is sort of the general order. It's not an absolute, obviously. Nothing is absolute in this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, typically speaking, that's how you want to go. Okay, tools. This is a big lesson for yeah. us. This is something we've learned both in our work and in working this past week. Uh, remember, the teardown moves much faster than the build. Mm-hmm. Where a build, you and I often share a drill yeah. without any overlap or any problems, yeah, because you might be hanging spider webs or something here, doing you know, something in one room, and I might be drilling in another. Or We're, one well, of us is holding the wall yeah. that the other
1: one's drilling into. Exactly,
0: We don't really need two drills going all the time. Right. <laughs> With um, a teardown, that's likely not the case. Mm-hmm. So, you need almost double the tools, it seems like, because right. you're moving so much more quickly. So, make sure everyone has drills slash drivers and the bits for them that they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, my advice there is, before starting teardown, go to your local hardware store, and buy the largest container of appropriate bits you can get your hands on. Yeah. You're going to need them. Yeah. Snips for all those zip ties. Um. Any wiring. Any wiring. Any cut. Yeah. Basically, keep those snips handy. Make sure everyone has those. Reciprocating saws for cutting through stubborn screws or cutting through any wood that has to be cut through. Right. Um, and also the movers that need to get stuff from A to B. Yeah,
1: and I would also say make sure you have enough sturdy ladders oh, for yes. everyone who is going to need one.
0: Yeah. This, yeah. Basically, it, it, I know it sounds crazy, but it seems to me, and this has been my experience both at Arkham and elsewhere, is that you need more tools to do a teardown than you do to do the build.
1: Well, yeah, and that's a lot of times you'll have more people helping you, too.
0: Yeah, and also everyone is involved in the same activities. Right. Rather than, as you said, because putting up the walls takes much more time than taking them down.
1: Well, yeah, and it definitely takes two people, because if the wall is not able to stand by itself, then somebody's got to hold it in place.
0: Hold it and level it and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. we might have done this a few times. Exactly. So anyways, um, generally battery powered is best when you're doing a teardown especially. We use it, I mean, most haunts use it all the time anyways. Right. But yeah, basically you realize that your access to electrical outlets might be limited. Mm Mm-hmm. If you get away with um, electric with with, um, powered tools during the build, you might not be able to as easily during teardown. In part because you won't have limited access to outlets, but also because you're moving so quickly. Unless you have the world's longest extension cord, which then is a trip hazard, which then creates its own set of problems. Yeah, you're gonna have to pull it out and move it every you know very very frequently. Right. But here's the thing. You definitely need to have multiple batteries and multiple chargers for your tools that Mm -hmm. you do have. So that way nobody has a dead tool. That is extremely important.
1: Yeah, And pawn shops are good places to go and pick those up. Yeah. If you need extras and on a budget.
0: Yeah. Long story short there, though, is just make sure you have adequate tools for everyone. Because someone who doesn't have access to the tool they need is someone who's idle. Right. And that's making things take longer. Yeah. It just you gotta have it. Um, and it's really, really, really important with teardown. <laughs> I, I was I was actually surprised I, I'm always surprised actually with how quickly teardown moves compared to the build. Right. I mean we have torn down our haunt in less than a day. Yeah. We've done teardown before in less than a day, and the haunt we just tore down you know, it was a 6,000 square foot haunt, mm-hmm. it's going to, it was torn down as far as having like the structure gone in less than three. Yeah. So. Yes. Crazy it, it,
1: breakneck pace. It, it's,
0: it's a crazy break, breakneck pace. It didn't go up in three days. No. I guarantee you that much. No. Um, one thing that we have found that works well is to have two teams or at least two processes. Mm-hmm. It can be kind of the same people, but they have to work through different tasks. Right. Um, Focus on one team does the actual teardown and the second does cleanup and removal. Mm-hmm. Now if you don't have enough people for two teams, you can do the same functions but basically do a lot of uh, the teardown, mm-hmm. then put the tools down, get everything where it needs to be, then move on. Yeah. Don't try to do the two tasks simultaneously. Yeah. It doesn't work. Um, it's a bit like editing and writing at the same time. Mm-hmm. It, it's a bad way to go about doing it. So yes, please separate those activities out. either have two teams do it or make them two separate activities that you do alternating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's often a very good idea. The haunt we were at, they were actually working in shifts, which I thought was clever. Mm-hmm. The teardown team was during the day, mm-hmm. and the movers were largely in the evening and night. Uh, reverse that. Scratch that. Scratch that. Reverse, reverse it, it. Yeah. The, the teardown <laughs> team was working in the evening and the movers were working during the day. Right. They would come in first thing in the morning. They'd spend about eight hours moving
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then we would come in as the teardown people and sometime in the evening and start and then work until godly hours of the night. Right. So. Um. Also try to, and this is just a, this is a general thing to do in construction, but it's especially important, once again, when you're worried about pace. Minimize your walking time. Yeah. Have places to deposit screws and debris that are, like, super centralized. This yeah. is really important if you have a, a large haunt in terms of square footage.
1: Pick up some extra trash cans. Yeah,
0: extra trash cans. Um, if you're wanting to save the, and reuse the screws, which some haunts do, some haunts don't. I'm of mixed feelings on that.
1: Yeah, it depends on how good the screws are.
0: Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. If you have the washers, yeah. you usually can reuse them. Right. If you don't, you probably can't. It's been yeah. my experience. But anyways.
1: Yeah, but um, a magnet broom of some kind can definitely help. With the pickup, no matter if you're keeping them or not.
0: And, yeah, no matter if you're... That's both construction and uh, teardown, too. Yep. In fact, I think the magnet broom is probably the single biggest aha moment we had (laughs) in terms of haunt construction in a long time. Uh, Maybe. When we picked it... Because every year, the last thing we do... Like, this is done like an hour before opening. Right. We send some poor schlob actor who's not ready for makeup yet... Give him a broom and say, go in there and sweep that haunt out super-duper thoroughly. We've been through it ourselves. Yeah. But go in there and get every little thing you can. Yeah. This and
1: is the last time. <laughs>
0: this is the last time. You are the, the, the you are the final line of defense, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> get in there and make us proud. And right. usually come back with a screw or two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, anyway, so the, the broom magnet saved a lot of that headache. Mm-hmm. Um... Be careful, though, when you're doing not to damage property. I, ideally, you're going to reuse this stuff. So yeah. don't be reckless in letting panel falls. It's not only dangerous, but it could damage, especially if you have foam work or something like that. Right. It could cause damage. Um, I prefer to store panels when we do it. We store them vertically leaning up against the wall right. because we don't have very much floor space. Yeah, But if you have the floor space, it's better to turn them over on their side and put them against the wall.
1: Right, because it's less likely to fall over. And yeah. if it does, it's not falling you know, eight you know, feet away.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not going to fall and crush someone. Um, but yeah, long story short, um, just be smart about how you take this stuff down. Don't be reckless. Um, it, it doesn't take significantly large... The time it takes to let a panel fall and then pick it up afterward mm-hmm. is greater than the time it takes to catch a panel, walk it down, and set it somewhere.
1: Yeah.
0: It really is. And one damages the panel or could damage the panel, and the other, one, well, even if the panel is just painted, it can get scratched, it can get gnarled, Yeah. And, and depending on the type of wood you have on the face of it, it could chip and crack.
1: And I mean, yeah, it could distress it if that's what you're going for, but... Now, it might not
0: be the correct type of distressing is what we <laughs> Exactly. We're The concrete has a very different distressing method than what we like to use. Yeah. Um, Also, when, if you have to move this to another location, have the correct truck and or van or whatever available to you. Yeah. Do not, the fewer trips, the better. Yeah. Time spent driving is time wasted. Mm -hmm. Look at it that way. Take yeah. as few trips as possible.
1: In fact, if you can have two teams, one to load up the truck at the haunt yeah. and one to unload it at the
0: new, place, the the new storage pl- unit, storage new place, place whatever, yeah. yeah, it's a big help. And speaking of storage, real fast, have adequate storage, not just enough to hold stuff, but to keep it organized.
1: Right, and organize <sighs> it as you unload it. Yes. I know it, you're going to want to rush, because everybody does, want to rush and just get everything off the truck and in there but it's easier to organize it as you go.
0: Absolutely. <clears throat> and also, yeah, one thing that uh, our guy was doing that I thought was very, very smart was hiring actual movers Yeah. to get the stuff out there. We were doing the demo. The cleanup crew was moving everything to the out of the perimeter walls. Right. But he was going to have actual professional, as he called them, young backs. Yeah. <laughs> um, talking about getting some young people <laughs> Yeah. I'm 38, dude. Man, cut me some slack here, <laughs> man. He's not that old, am I? No, you're
1: not that old, but you're also not
0: 22. Yeah, so fair enough. But you wanted some young backs um, to do that. And I think that's actually a very good idea because that's the part that's going to require the largest number of people. Yeah. Because um, the te- the team of roughly four people were able to tear down that haunt in three days. Yeah. Pretty easily. Yeah. Um, pretty comfortably, even. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I don't think the four of us are getting those panels loaded onto a, a van and heading to parts unknown. No. Especially since, as you noted, like, none of us are moving as good as we should be. <laughs> yeah. Especially since one of us went flying off a ladder. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Oh, well. Anyways. And one thing to consider, one final point before we wrap this up. Um, consider making, if you do tear down every year, if you have a knockdown haunt, if you do tear down every year, mm-hmm. consider making it a requirement for your actors that they work so many hours on it. Yeah. Uh, just think about that because most haunts already have requirements that actors work X number of days. Right. Um, that they can't miss more than this number of days without some kind of legit excuse or whatever, without proper mm-hmm. communication. Make a similar requirement for the tear down. Um,. I know that a lot of haunt builders don't want to do that with the build side. Right. Because they're control freaks, and I get that.
1: Yeah, maybe but a little bit. But
0: the teardown side, it's, that should be more of an all-hands-on-deck situation. Yeah. So, think about that. Um, we do not do that. Our haunt is small enough to the point that two of us can, like I said, tear it down in a day. Yeah. No. Pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Pretty comfortably. Um, yeah.
1: We've, we've had help in the past, though, especially with the outside pieces.
0: Yeah. And those are the ones that are probably the most troublesome. So yeah, that's the general stuff of what we have learned over the years when it comes to haunt teardown and what we have observed in the past week. Cuz it was it was definitely an educational week. This was right. helped construct haunts of right. various sizes. We've been involved in yeah. builds, but we've never done teardown right. of a haunt of, of larger than ours. Right. And that was a that was an experience. It, it definitely was. And I'm grateful for it. I am sorry for the reasons. Yeah, very sorry for the reasons. I, it's a, very unfortunate. The, new, the area haunt community is worse off yeah. for this closure. I do believe, but hopefully they are they they come back before. No, yeah. I'm hoping they come back again. Yeah. Um anything else though i think we've just about wrapped it up
1: no if you've got other tips obviously reach yeah. out to us let tell us, us know it at
0: haunt weekly on twitter haunt weekly on facebook uh this episode will have a comment thread going below it on facebook feel free to leave comments there or send us messages mm-hmm. we do actually read messages yeah and respond to them crystal responds to them <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to talk to me it's okay <laughs> but yes uh, also visit us at HauntWeekly.com tinyurl.com slash HauntWeekly is the YouTube channel where all the previous episodes are stored Mm -hmm. until next time I'm Jonathan I'm Crystal and this was Haunt Weekly episode number 135 talking about Haunted Attraction Teardown we will see you next time where it's episode 136 that means it's time to do The the news. News see you next week